0: Doesn't cry. Oh, <laughs> All right, episode thirty, B and BFC. Brian and Brett back with you again. Got a title race on again. Big Jeez. win at St James's Park for Arsenal. David De Gea, absolute howler.
1: The Europa League is calling. I think it is. <laughs> and then we got, you know, some drama in the City Leeds game with a penalty. And as always, we got stoppage time with a couple of juicy questions. So, Brian, I'm just going to get into it. Arsenal versus Newcastle, thank goodness.
0: I don't think I've ever spoke first on an Arsenal game.
1: Yeah, well, you're getting used to it. <laughs> I just want to say this. I'll let you go, but I just want to say Newcastle played a low block and was frustrating and tried to play for a draw against and Emirates. And then they came out. Playing their game, thought they were something. And we found out that Arsenal is the better attacking team. Everybody would have known that. But it was a really entertaining game. Newcastle had a lot of missed chances. Arsenal had a few missed chances as well. But I'm happy with their performance.
0: Yeah, I think entertaining game on the whole. Fairly even game. The first 30 minutes, both teams had chances. Newcastle at the post right off the bat. And I think the attacking quality showed for Arsenal. Kind of as the game game went on, there wasn't any massive chances. Arsenal probably deserved. No, I shouldn't say probably. They did deserve. They deserved that result. The own goal, unfortunate, but it's hard when you put the ball in pace in that area. So you can't really, you can't like. It's one of those own goals that you look and it's not like the defender really screwed up. It's one of those where you you think
1: you know if you didn't put your foot out you go does that goal does somebody like another arsenal player get their foot to it like you have to defend yeah. it it's just if so i'm a
0: keeper i'm not pissed off at my yeah. defender for doing yeah. that
1: it's it's just one of those things that if, if the defender might go think if i didn't put my foot out maybe an arsenal person gets to it you know you you kind of look at your look at yourself and you go god i you know I, if my foot was angled a little bit different that wouldn't have went but sometimes that happens i don't think that's a Thing to be ashamed of by newcastle
0: the first goal odegaard i think that just shows the quality because there's probably not anyone on newcastle that's capable of doing that or if they did you would class it as complete complete luck
1: yeah i just have to add this so we've talked about this guy a fair amount but i always watch this guy expressions and he he does this thing now they're called opalongs, so it just means a watch along but he's watching the his his opponent or his opposition so like he decided to watch the arsenal newcastle game And there's a clip of him where there's space open and Odegaard's just running up and he just starts screaming, don't let him shoot, don't let him shoot. And he calls him Martin Asgard. (laughs) I freaking love that. But anyways, it's it's just one of those things that Odegaard kind of seemed to get quiet. He had a reputation of being somebody that falls asleep in uh, or goes missing in like big games against big teams away. And it just seems these past couple of games He's really taken the lead by example type of captaincy to will Arsenal on. You know, he's had a couple of, you know, outside the box. If you give him space and he shoots, he's pretty lethal. He had some pretty um pretty good through balls too in that game that Arsenal couldn't convert on. But the one thing I want to touch on is Eddie Howell. Okay. He's one of my finalists for being manager of the year. Don't but, spoil it for them. Well, we haven't got to it, but I I've said this in the last podcast. I think he's done a great job. But I think if you lose a game like that to Arsenal and you talk about, you start complaining to the press about how Arsenal was time wasting, I, I, that wasn't a game that you really looked and you thought um, Newcastle, when you're getting down to the last quarter of the game, you think, oh, Newcastle have all the pressure on Arsenal and all that. Like it wasn't one of those games where time wasting was really seemed to be a factor. And then the other thing that makes me mad is there's a stat out that Newcastle wastes more time than any other top six team in the league. So it's just the hypocrisy. He's looking like um, Eddie Ten <laughs> but With uh, more hair. Yeah. But once again, that doesn't take away the job that he's done at Newcastle. It's It was really good.
0: Yeah. Uh, one thing I yeah. think about Arsenal, and I think this is positive for you because as an Arsenal fan, because... There are some people, maybe myself included to some degree, and City were firm favourites kind of going into the last couple games. I know they still are, but it would have been easy in some ways for the Arsenal team to just give up. Like if they had a mediocre finish to the season, I'd be a little bit worried about what next year is going to bring, but they've had a decent response, and if they can go perfect or get seven points from the last three, you have to think, okay – I think the the real deal here is a is a good team that's going to going to get into the top 2 or be challenging potentially with some good additions.
1: If if Arsenal lose the title um this year, um
0: I I would like it to be Arsenal get
1: 9 from the last 3. City lose and City get what would that be? Get 8? Or what is it? That would be losing a different. Not 8, sorry. Just a, just a thing where it's down to the last day for a result and, and City, if they draw or if they if they win, they win the league. I just wanted to go Arsenal out on a high note rather than, like you're saying, they could have just gave up and it's because they have second locked up pretty much. So
0: And really, Arsenal is looking at 90 points if they win three of the last three, which most years in the history of the Premier League will win you the title. And there's well, a very history. positive season.
1: Well, I mean, if you if you ask Liverpool fans, usually when you get over ninety
0: points, that's winning the Premier League well, title. Yeah, you know, Liverpool got ninety. Was it ninety seven and yeah. lost it?
1: I think. Yeah, that's so ridiculous.
0: Ninety six. Anyways, I just want to
1: mention to everybody out there in the podcast, and I, tell, I promise you, there's a reason for this. Okay, I have left side paralysis. Okay, my left hand does not work, and uh, David De Gea, um, his hands are about as useful as my left hand. Okay. West Ham United versus Manchester United. How in the
0: hell did that goal go in, Brian? Well, I'm ready to just go in on David. As I have defended him more or less, like there's, he's been on the whole decent this year. But the thing that just baffles me and frustrates me to no end, there's some shots that you see that guy save, no other keeper in the Premier League is going to save it. And then, then this weekend you see a shot where every other keeper is going to save it and he lets it in not even every other keeper I could have saved Well, I think that. any <laughs> I think any keeper in the professional English football could yeah. could save that and here's the thing I, as a fan I don't care if those beautiful saves don't happen because it like it I feel like the momentum you get from those are less than the absolute moral depression that you get when you when you let a goal in like that
1: oh we, me and Brian were watching this game. I was laughing, and I looked over at Brian, and he was speechless. He couldn't believe it. Like, I've never seen him not react to something. Like, he's not over the top with his reactions, but he, he was actually lost for words. So was I. There was no pace on it. It, was, it wasn't it was even kicked to the corner. It was almost in the corner but curving towards De Gea. And De Gea had got not just fingertips. He had a whole palm to it. Yeah. And it just ran over his hand. I don't
0: know. I feel so vindicated. Well, no, I'm at at that point now because I enjoy enjoy the elite shot stopping that we've seen Mm -hmm. from De Gea that I've seen from the last... He's been at the club for about 12 years, but here's the thing. He's not good with his feet. He's not good in the air. You see him come out and just get bullied. And I don't actually agree with this, but you saw a couple times where the ref blew the whistle and gave him the free kick. Mm -hmm. I think we see that a lot in the Premier League where with a player... And a keeper come up, and the keeper goes down. The refs just blowing a free kick for the the keeper when it wasn't necessarily pace. I actually enjoyed in the in the Arsenal Newcastle game. We saw that once, and there wasn't wasn't that called. But the Gea's is really weak in the air. I and I don't anticipate ex- I don't anticipate. Or I wouldn't know, even come close to expect that we could get someone that shot stops that well. But it, it's frustrating with uh, to see playing out from the back is something that both Ten Hag wants, and it just seems like it's the flavor of the day in football right now and to someone that can command the area a little bit better. Because it's not going to take much to be an improvement other than shot-stopping in most other keeping categories on De Gea. Well,
1: the, the problem with De Gea, and I've been saying this for um, a long time now, is, yeah, like, he's he's a world-class shot-stopper. But, you know, goalkeeping isn't just a one-dimensional thing where it's just shot-stopping. It's, you know...
0: Well, you like the, the modern game has just not favoured him. Because you think about... 10, 15 years ago, you watch goal kicks just get booted up into the middle.
1: But you look, you look at keepers, like just keepers in the game, the role has completely evolved regardless of tactic. Okay. Is keepers have to do more than before, back in the day, it was just keep the ball out of the net. That's it. But now like even, you know, Neuer became super dominant from being super aggressive on the line, running at players. De Gea does not do that. You looked at keepers that offset pieces Commanding the box, taking that rate right out of the air, De Gea does not do that. Uh now you have the now you have, like you're saying, the flavor of the day where keepers are responsible for being that almost ball playing defender type um, in order to, you know, advance the ball, get defenders out of pressure so you can uh and have defenders able to soak up that pressure, send people forward, play it back to the keeper for those type of plays. David De Gea does not do that.
0: Well, any kind of Tactical formation that wants to press normally involves a high line, and that's I think what the sweeper keeper was even, started even for like, to get those balls over the top.
1: David de Gea wouldn't fit into Mourinho's system, Brian, anymore. Like the actual role of goalkeeping has way more than one thing now. Oh yeah, like he's not even good at penalties. So it's it's just one of those things where he he just not has not improved in the other aspects of the game. Like, there's no reason why he can't. It's not, it does has nothing to do with tactics to be able to go rush out and challenge a ball that's coming into your box. It does not take a system to be more commanding to grab a ball out of the air when it's coming in for a set piece instead of standing on your line like it's a penalty shot. Like, that has nothing to do with tactics. David De Gea um, was so good at one thing, and it became a crutch in the way that he – Basically, the game moved on without him, but because he was so good at shot stopping, he looks like he was Unai Emery's check. (laughs) Okay, and the only way that you get better is you got to move on. He's a great servant of the club. You have to get somebody that's worse at shot stopping, but better in every other category for this United team to get better.
0: 10 hag came out and defended him and, and that's you can expect that as much because you defend yeah. your players a thousand percent as long as they're on your team and then the moment yeah, they're you're yeah. off you can change well, especially
1: he De has earned like every, yeah. you, even if he goes you're not like i'm not trying to say that he because he's was a great servant to united and kept united up uh in positions that they had no right being in without him so he won't be nobody's gonna force him out but they'll you know there's a time to to move on so
0: I don't know. Are you worried? Oh, very much so. <laughs> very much so. More than you believe. More than you believe. If you, any of you have seen Peplowskiola's interview, there he says that. Oh,
1: well, hang on. There's a. You can just see freaking, Ten Hag, driving the car, and he looks in his mirror, and there's clop, and it just says. It's the Jurassic. It's
0: the Jurassic Park scene <laughs> yeah. in Liverpool's the Ob- T-Rex.
1: Yeah, objects are closer than they appear.
0: Or AJ Styles, Undertaker. There's all kinds of memes you can throw, throw in there.
1: (laughs) But here's the thing, it's a bad time for United to have a dip in form.
0: You know, they only they have
1: four games left. Yeah. So
0: thank God three of them are at home. Yeah. And there's just been such a huge distinction with their home and away form. You you almost expect them to probably win at home, and you almost expect them to drop points away. That seems like it's what it's been this year. year. is it is it bournemouth no brighton Stand no. by folks Not Brighton. i'm pulling out my home to wolves wolves so this, they should win that even even though wolves yeah. have had some performance the only right reason there. i'm
1: saying like even mentioning it wolves have had some good form but we really need to see how united responds because they've had two bad results um in a row so are they gonna pull themselves out of it, type of thing, or are they gonna? Because this could be a snowball yeah. effect. Yeah, it's kind of like how it was with Arsenal, where you're yeah. thinking, "Oh no."
0: So I think, yeah, the important thing is just to get goals. And everyone was talking about how incredible the player Rashard was, and I think he's got four goals in his last fifteen. So uh, I, I think and I and I was I was that one kind of leading the charge saying, "Calm down, this is yeah. just form." So I do feel vindicated about that to some some degree. The defense has probably done enough to win games. You see the Hayes blundered, so that shouldn't have been a goal. And then that late penalty at Brighton, they haven't been awful defensively, but boy, do they need to start putting the ball in the net.
1: You know, I, I Stevie Nickel on ESPNFC actually said something that, you know, it's something I missed. And then when I kind of rewatched the highlights for this game, I kind of noticed we, we've been saying for, you know, a couple of podcasts saying, you know, where's the goals coming from if it's not Rashford? And Stevie pointed out that it was like, he was noticing players seem very much like just get it to Rashford. He'll score for us. You know, like they kind of almost passing the responsibility off and that's definitely not a good sign. Like it's a sign of a team that I'm not, I'm not jumping to conclusions, but this could be a sign of a team that just wants to get to the end of the year. Not a team that wants to finish strong. You know, they could be players that think that they have nothing to play for.
0: So, so that's I, the thing. Even two weeks ago it looked like they were fourth was locked down. Yeah. And and anything higher than that. Well, third, third and fourth were like second to third, second to fourth, it's really not a whole lot of difference in the outcome yeah. for what it means for the year after. But it, it does look scary because they definitely need someone that can goal score. Boat course you said this if you, for yeah. people that played FIFA, or if you're if you're on PlayStation, is circle buttons gone. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't look like he wants to shoot. Sancho is a creative player, not a natural goal goal scorer. Anthony's just terrible at everything. Erickson and Bruno um, haven't scored as much. Bruno had better goal scoring years than this year, and he's he's slowed down a little bit this year. He still likes to shoot when the opportunity comes. Erickson's first instinct, he's a good player, but his first instinct is to pass.
1: If only they had
0: somebody in the team that uh, could guarantee goals. Yeah. (laughs) And in, in some ways, yeah, it's awful to think about, but but it's also an easy fix in a way when you're thinking about, because for me, there's the clearest priority of all this year is this transfer window is to get a striker. Because defensively, I think their record's quite good. They just haven't scored many goals. Conceded 41 and 34. So, I mean, it's not that's great, but...
1: That's pretty good, to be honest. But for a team that's in their position... I don't know. It's I'm not really okay, here's It's kind of funny how this is mirrored. Is Liverpool and Arsenal want the same thing? A loss and a draw from the opponent. <laughs> but um the uh well Arsenal need more than a loss and a draw for but uh, it is interesting. Um speaking of really interesting though, is uh Leeds lose uh one to two against uh City, but the the real spicy thing is, um, I'll let you, I'm going to say, you can say your little perks. I know what you're going to say, but I just want to mention. So what happened to every, uh, for everybody that watching was uh, City was up two and then they got a penalty and uh, Holland gave the ball to Gundigan, and uh, he missed and then Leeds went up and scored. And then uh, Gundigan got subbed off. I'm not sure if Holland did, but Gunnigan got subbed off immediately. Now, I guess Pep was screaming on the sideline after like at Holland saying like, that was your effing penalty. You take penalties. You don't give penalties to anybody. That's your job. And Holland looked like he was going to cry. Um, because Pep was re- like, he was freaking like, sit down. Nobody talk. That type of Pep came out. Um, so it's interesting, but, I'll let you take your take on this because
0: you have a. Really well, good point. I think there's a historical thing that I can reference that makes Gunduan look like a hypocrite, and this is a tremendous example of failure in leadership on the pitch. So I'll give you take this back a couple months from now. There's a Manchester City player that was on a hat trick. And this was, I think, late in the game, where at that point it really was less important about who took it. But this is a 2 0 game in the first half the recent one where it's way yeah. more important so this is less important I think I don't know if it was Mares or Foden or Grealish I think one of those players was was on a hat-trick and Holland wanted to take it and Gundu won. you know, Gundu one took the ball and gave it to Holland, even though the person that was on the, the that already had the brace wanted to take it he was the captain he wa- he gave it to the person that was most likely to score even at the risk of one of these other two guys not getting their hat-trick so we fast-forward to this past weekend Gunduan is on a brace. In a way more important situation, a more critical situation when the title race is still very much on, even though as much as you'd say it's not. It's not. But Gunduan takes that. And here's the thing. I I I feel for Holland because you're talking Gunduan's a senior player, been there for a while. I, I think Holland, you know, like, oh, I like, you know, I'm this is my first season here. I know I've goal scorer. I know I'm the main penalty taker, but this, guy, this is the captain or the on-field leader. I'm not sure if he was wearing the armband, but I know he occasionally wears the armband. That's saying to me, I want to take this. And then for the outcome, he missed it, didn't he? Yeah, he missed yeah, it. And Leeds
1: went up and scored. Yeah. Like immediately after. So, so I think
0: I think Gunduan's the one that deserves to, because that's so hypocritical that you give it to Holland when your teammate's on a hat trick, but you want to take it you when... Know. And bu- not bullying Holland because Holland just seems like a nice he like he never seems like he's that worked up on the pitch he seems humble enough oh yeah nice. you can take it go ahead without really kind of understanding the bigger political things so I'm not too happy with how Pep handled that at all I'm just not happy at all, in a lot of ways when you just when all that stuff's captured on video and you're so close to halftime just just wait till halftime oh I, I loved how
1: Pep handled it.
0: Well, I know, but from a I know from a fan oh. perspective, but from a human resources perspective, no,
1: no. For for me, for me, if that's your job, like that's it's one of those ones where like I'm a big fan. If like that's your job, it does not matter. Like you do your job. So it's it's um like there's lots of times in history and stuff where you go, oh, what a nice moment this guy gave the the balls to somebody else. Like I understand doing that in the context of trying to get somebody's confidence back on the team. That was so unnecessary to give that ball away. Like there's so much more time in the game for you to you don't need to solidify your hat trick that early. It's just one of those things where the way that Pep reacted, because it's like, no no no, like you have to stay professional. This shit isn't over. It's not like, oh well, you get a goal, I get, like, you know, you you're not out of this title race is how I think Pep took it. Like you gotta take this shit seriously. And it's also like Holland, you're only here for that. So that that's. But do you like see as,
0: as for me, Gunduan's it more at fault because he's oh, a yes. more senior oh, player on the field. I don't. I feel a little bit bad for what Holland had to experience.
1: Well, at the same time, it's just one of those like Holland's a young guy, so it's. I think he needs that in a way to be like, you got to focus here. Like I, you can get. Here's the thing. Say, say they lose that game. They say it was like a... And I know it wasn't, but say they lose that game. And you're looking at that penalty that could have been the draw. And then they lose another game before the end of the season and Arsenal wins. And you're looking back at that moment and it's Haaland giving that ball away. You know, what is he, 22? Maybe not even, yeah. 21. So it's just... I think you're... Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. He's young. veteran. He's, he's a veteran. young guy, but he still needs to maybe but pep doesn't know how to react unless it's like really passionately so it's as a young player you've got to know like when that's your job or whatever it's not just a because some some players like some teams i see them they just pass around the penalty like it's like a not a big deal when you look at tottenham one thing about tottenham harry kane takes that penalty no matter it does not matter and i i appreciate that that's your role you know because why don't why don't we play FIFA, Brian? And why don't you give other people a
0: chance at free kicks? Why don't you give oh. other people a chance at penalties?
1: <laughs> I haven't had a penalty this year. We don't have a free kick. Either. Yes, we have. Not from a no, great no. chance, <laughs> but. so
0: why don't you give somebody a chance? But no pen- go. I, I think the penalties are kind of a sticking point for me too because I saw when Cristiano Ronaldo came back, and I and I, I I am Ronaldo. Yeah. Guy and and Bruno's by no means a bad penalty taker and was established yeah. at the club, but for me, like you have to throw that all out the window. Who's going to be most likely to score that penalty? And yeah. and we've talked about Ronaldo's decline, but I haven't seen a decline in his penalty taking. It's oh, as no. lethal as ever.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I just want to mention this too. This happened. What PSG? right
0: does Bruno have to take the ball from Ronaldo?
1: I had there's a there's a moment PSG, Mbappe stole the ball from Neymar. And it was a critical game and you saw like Messi was, you know, with, with Neymar and he was like, looked all confident. And then Bappe took the ball from him cause he wanted the goal or whatever. And you saw Messi crouched down, like looked like he was praying and then it didn't go in and they all hit the floor. But it's just like, it's one of those things where I think you have the guy that's his job and it makes it more cons- I think that helps penalties because if you know it's you, you can get into that mind state you don't have to switch somebody on that's like oh now he's in there but anyways do you have anything more to add with that game the context of the league i don't think that lot that uh yeah city are going to win the league they have
0: to get two they have to lose lose andra and city, if
1: city win 3 out of the, their 4 games they win
0: the only scenario arsenal needs arsenal pretty much just has to be perfect cuz you can like worst case scenario for city is probably the outcome that would Barely lose them the title. Worst case, yes. Very unlikely, even in that case. So Arsenal goes perfect. It yeah. pretty much has to be worst case for City, best case for Arsenal. Yeah, for so, Arsenal City you have
1: to lose two games out of four.
0: Um, yeah, the loss and a draw would be no. Sure, it would. That would be seven. A lot, set, the loss
1: and a draw would be level of points.
0: No, they would take. That would take them to. They're at eighty-two right now. A loss and a draw would be seven points from their last four.
1: They have four games, right? So they would get six points.
0: They would get seven points if they lost one and drew one. Seven, okay. That would take them to 89. Arsenal have 81 points with three games left. That would take them to 90.
1: Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully.
0: Uh, Anyways,
1: let's get into stoppage time here. Um, I'm just trying to think here. Uh, Yeah, I'll I'll start it off with you. Does Liverpool make top four?
0: Why do you ask me that? (laughs) Well, it's so. Here's the thing. I think Liverpool have a pretty easy schedule on the whole. They have a way to Leicester in their relegation zone. They have a way to Southampton, their their reserve team. Southampton, oh, Liverpool. Yeah. yeah, the reserve Southampton yeah. team away, probably going to win that. And they have a home to Villa. Villa is a good team. They've had a setback, lost to United, and lost. I think was it to Wolves? Not. I think they've lost two in a row last in Villa. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember who it was. So yeah. so and and that's at Anfield and Liverpool have been pretty good at Anfield lately. So you imagine Liverpool wins all three. United just needs to win those home games. They've had pretty good. The only one that scares me is Chelsea because they have individual quality in players that they could just go in and get a result. That's- even and United Bournemouth's been playing really well. That's United's away game. I, I've lost all faith in United and away fixtures, so I threw I throw that one out the window. The one that I worry for
1: you? It's Fulham.
0: Oh I don't think we played. Oh, is it not
1: Fulham? Maybe you don't play Fulham. It
0: is Wolves. Home to Wolves. Away to Bournemouth home to Ch- Oh it is home to Fulham.
1: The only reason yeah. I worry about is you remember what happened the last time.
0: What last time?
1: Fulham versus United wasn't that that game where Mitrovic got sent off?
0: Yeah, Mitrovic is going to be back. I guess so. Just the, I don't. Just he, he's out he's of the spice yeah, to the game. I don't. Know. I. I still. I still. I think you probably have, just from an odds perspective, yeah. taking the emotion, United are still probably favorites. They're probably favourites to win those home games. So Mitrovic
1: is going to come out of a flaming casket like The Undertaker. United's going to look like Randy Orton.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) oh, yikes. But no, I think statistically and from the odds perspective, United are still probably slight favourites. But it's one of those things you wouldn't be surprised at all for Liverpool to come and do it. I think
1: Liverpool won't. That's just my opinion.
0: All right. For the first time in what it seems like in my lifetime, we have a title race. In the Bundesliga, Dortmund one point behind Bayern with three games to go. Who's winning that? I
1: think I think Bayern's gonna gonna do
0: it. I I don't know. I believe in Tuchel. So in Tuchel, we trust.
1: That's my only comment on that. I just I, I, just, believe in I
0: have faith in the heritage of, of Bayern. Bayern Munich to just and they do have the advantage right now. But it is an advantage. One point even nice. means a draw, and Dortmund going perfect would make Dortmund win. But I'm still giving i'd still give the edge to byron Okay, yeah, me and brian both agree on this list because we
1: we kind yeah. of ruined it for ourselves but managerial shortlist we've selected uh pep arteta and and how is there any particular order that you would have that
0: because oh, for me this one's so interesting i realize i'm running out of time so i can't say what i i really want but then the just of it is that kind of they're one, two, three, but at the same time, Newcastle's overperformed by the most, and then Arsenal's kind of overperformed a little bit. In City's, City hasn't overperformed at all, but yet they're probably going to win. Yeah. So, but me, the comment when you think about where these teams were at the start of the year, how many points are expected, and how many they actually got, I think Newcastle's the highest there. So that's that's what I'm going to say in thirty seconds. Yeah,
1: I. For me, I think Pep's not included in like the winning. It's how, how, and uh, Arteta. And uh, I would think that if Arteta actually manages to win it, then he should get it. But I think it's House. I think it is House. Just
0: from what he's done with Newcastle. All right, that wraps us up for this episode. We'll catch you in the next one. See ya.